Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Welcome to another edition of Jack Daniels Presents Billy, Raul, and La Musica Virtual. And this has to be one of our favorite guests we've ever had on. And it goes to show because we've had her on twice. <laughs> this is the second time we have her on within a year, which is kind of cool because so much has happened in this last year, obviously with pandemic and everybody, you know, being cooped up at home and the whole music industry being basically flipped on its head. But Billy, who are we talking about? We're talking about singer, songwriter, international superstar, one of my biggest woman crush. She's just freaking amazing. She's written songs for Celine Dion, Backstreet Boys. And of course, she has her very, very successful career on her own. We're talking about the incomparable LP. She is so awesome, and her whistling style, her ukulele playing, and of course, all the just heartfelt, just powerful songs that she's written throughout her career. But we had to get her back on because she deserves to be in the spotlight with her friends, with her family, with her fans that are totally devoted to her. So we were able to bring in close to 100 people to listen in on this conversation, which was absolutely gorgeous. That's right. This is part of our monthly Jack Daniels Presenta Pili Raúl La Musica virtual events where people from all over the world can tune in and be part of these live conversations. And of course, the artist also performs. So if you want to be part of these monthly events, make sure to follow us on Instagram. And we did it, like Raul said, with her fans. LP's fans, let me tell you. I mean, I've interviewed everyone from Shakira to Gwen Stefani, but there are no fans like LP's fans. I mean, we, were, we had people calling from Romania, leaving us voice memos on our Instagram DMs saying like, <laughs> hey, you know, what time is it up? People from Chile, Mexico, Peru, of course, the U.S., all over Latin America. She's huge in Mexico, too. And they're just really, they've become our fans, too, which I love so much, like so much heart and love for them. And the cool thing about somebody like LP that we've already had on before, this is kind of like the part two of the interview. Because the first time we interviewed her, it was all about her history, her beginnings, you know, the, the story, the trials, tribulations of becoming that independent superstar that she is. But now we're able to kind of like push forward and see what's going on now, talk about the future, what she's looking forward to. And obviously the new record churches, which is just fantastic. Start to finish, it takes you on a journey. So cool. Yes, it's her sixth album, and I have to say it's kind of like a masterpiece. It just flows so beautifully. I love the songs Angels, Rainbow, Save Here, Churches, like all of them. I really, really, <laughs> you know, even during this interview, she says they could all be singles, and I have to agree with her. They're that good. So if you want to check out our first interview with LP, that's episode 35. You can check it out on all podcast platforms. And of course, you know, you, you'll get a better sense of 
her childhood growing up in New York, her beginnings in music. And then in this episode, yeah, like like you said, we go deeper into her new work, Churches. Well, then let's check it out as Jack Daniels presenta Pili Raul en la Música Virtual with the one and only LP. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Pili Raul en la Música. I'm Pili. We have a podcast, um, and this is all brought to you thanks to our friends over at Jack Daniels. And uh, for the second time, we have the privilege of having the amazing singer-songwriter, now kind of a friend, someone that we deeply admire and love, LP, back on the podcast. What's up? How's everybody? Thank you for coming, you guys. It's nice to see you. All of us are fans of the one and only LP who is joining us. Congrats on your brand new sixth album, Churches. It's beautiful and it's just uh, so thanks. just it, it sounds so you. And to hear a brand new record, <laughs> it's, it, it's a beautiful me, thing. Sure. Yeah, because you know, yeah. we've we a lot's happened in in the last, you know, year, couple years. I mean, we we had yeah. the fortune of interviewing you about a year ago for the podcast and that episode is available so you can check it out whenever you can. And so we want to know what's been the latest and greatest, what's been going on, you know, in oh, this last man. year or so. I mean, a lot, you know. Uh uh, you know, not to bring the party down right away, but yesterday was a year that uh my uh ex and I split up. And uh, you know, so that's a lot. That's a, like Whoa, I can't believe it's been a year already. And it was like, you know, it was wild. And, um, you know, it's just like a lot of, uh, like on the heels of the pandemic, it was like just a lot of stuff in my life, you know? Um, but, um, but I feel good, you know, I, I feel like it was, it was the right thing. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of songs about it on the record for sure. You know, um, I don't know, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like sometimes like even like fan wise, I mean, I think people were like kind of used to me being um, the victim, even though I don't play that, you know, I'm not a victim person, but uh, this time I was like the kind of like the bad guy <laughs> in a way, <laughs> I guess. I don't know, you know, um, and, um, you know, there's no bad guy, to be honest, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, things that happen between people are just that they're between those people and, you know, but it was like, it was hard. It was like a very, you know, it's like, it's a public thing, you know, and I hadn't really gone through that, um, before really, you know, cause right now it was like, um, breaking up with uh, my last girlfriend. It was like kind of, uh, um, I don't know. Social media wasn't as strong and especially my, my life hadn't really blown up like, like this yet. So, so, you know, it was like, a, it was an interesting time. Um, and also just, you know, I had a lot of, uh, my own thoughts with the pandemic and, um, you know, I hadn't been home like this in so long, you know, I was like, yeah, cause you're always on tour. Yeah. But I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm very, uh, what I thought was interesting for me was like, I felt, um, I, I'm pretty adaptable apparently, you know, I just was like, eh, well, fuck it. You know, I mean, one of the things that like, I think, um, this career uh, prepared me for, for the pandemic was that I'm like an expert at waiting, you know, <laughs> if nothing else, I know how to, I know how to fucking wait, you know what I mean? I'm just like, well, 
yes, patience. It's a virtue, right? Yeah, it's like I'm just like I just you know I'm I'm used to like not being able to control my you know things like that. You know, like I mean, I remember so many years. I remember like I remember one time like um you know in the in the earlier years when I was like getting record deals or something like that. I think like three or four years in a row, I kept going into the holidays. I think the music business sort of like like the business business uh, like shuts down. Um, I don't know. I, I forget what what day it is, but I think it's, it's like usually mid December to like mid January. Uh, like yeah, it's a little earlier than that actually. Like you know, like by the time you know, like like I would I would be going into the holidays waiting to hear if I got this record deal. You know, um, like some big record deal that I was like kind of like poised to get, but then all of a sudden it's like Thanksgiving or the next week would hit. And it was just like, well, yeah, you know, everybody's just having holiday parties and doing all the fucking, I was like, I was like, I was like fuck those people, you know, like, I was like fuck <laughs> about their holiday parties, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like waiting over here, you know, it's like, and then, you know, just waiting like for the budget to finish the record so you can go on tour and then you know, like all these things. And, you know, so it's just like a bit, it's been a, like a lifetime of, of that kind of stuff, you know? And so this was very, um, par for the course like that you know except except it was very interesting because usually when uh i'd be waiting like you know people would be whizzing by me and do you know living like you know like getting records doing their thing you know getting on tour all the stuff and i'd be like oh fuck shit you know <laughs> looking around pilly said i could curse you guys so i'm you, gonna it's yes. gonna be just potty absolutely. <laughs> absolutely this is this oh, is boy. your platform and do what you wish yeah but anyway um i i felt like uh you know i just um this time it was just so what a weird time what like like the fact that all live music would come to a grinding halt is absolutely mind blowing i mean i was just like wow i can't believe it you know i remember i went into a, a yoga class before um you know cuz i was about to leave uh it was like uh kind of march earlier march and uh i think i went into a a yoga class and one of my teachers was uh going on a retreat and um she starts the class out by going well i found out that i won't be going on this retreat anymore and um because of the you know because of the virus or something like that and i was just like whoa and i just remember everything kind of like going slowing like, down yeah like everything started like you know all the like you know it was like the fucking you pulled up the, the block out of the jenga and it just went <laughs> crashing down it's like oh jesus you know and then and then you know we all like it was just you know all the things we don't have to rehash it that that hard but but yeah so i was like um like everybody else kind of like just so confused and and it seemed like when we were going to push everything back from march till may it seemed enormous amount of time like holy fuck may what and then it was holy fuck september what you know uh meanwhile i'm like you know putting out this record but i'm i was still like finishing writing and so you know and i'm um i've got some of these songs half finished you know uh i feel like one of the first ones i worked on when i started to get into this when we started to get into this situation i was like um you know what's happening i i remember um like one last time one last time it was like kind of an anomaly for a song for me because i normally finish the writing of the song um within a day or two it's like you know it's just like boom boom and uh, and then the writing of the song is done and then you know we just have to produce it and deal with it but this song kind of went in steps you know and uh we wrote the like the la, 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 la. we wrote that in uh in in 
Greece the uh, the the summer of 2019, and then kind of started hashing out some of the um, melody for the chorus in in um, December 2019, and then and then finished it in LA during the pandemic pandemic and i just remember going like wow like um it took on a whole i had the i had the title and the concept one last time i wasn't sure where i was gonna go as far as like one last time of what you know and then um (laughs) then i was watching all that you know and just the news i never watched more news than this time i usually like kind of just skim the news and let it be like that and this was the first time i mean you know we had we had fucking um you know, the uh, Cheeto Jesus in, in the office. So, like, you know, that was <laughs> riveting to see what a fucking mess everything was. And uh, and so, um, you know, I just remember, like, seeing people saying goodbye to their loved ones over FaceTime. And I was just like, I couldn't, you know, my parents are passed away. But if I had to, like, if I had to say goodbye to my mother over FaceTime, I think I'd lose my shit, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just was, like, thinking of everything with, like, everybody being... Uh, cherish all these moments you know it's like even like with friends you know it's like i've had friends die and um it's like kind of blows my mind the last time i saw them like if i would have known i wouldn't have done anything different you know i'm very effusive with my friends i tell them i love them all the time you know uh pretty much every single time i see them every phone call you know but like but still i just like you know these these moments are very fleeting and, and it's uh you know i think uh, I think also like our, our freedoms and everything and just this time just really reinforced and um, how precious it all is. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I might, like, I feel like I just started like fucking going down this lane. Is everybody happy? Hey, oh, sorry <laughs> about that. But, um, but yeah, I'm just saying the record, the record was definitely affected obviously, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I got to have songs that were written during the pandemic and before the pandemic in this same record. And I feel like, like now as we emerge, you know, hopefully um, more and more every day, uh, I feel like it fits in these times still, instead of feeling like, like an out of touch record from before the pandemic or something. Right. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. Was it kind of hard to, because in all sincerity, it's such a beautiful record. Thanks, man. It is flawless. It's so you know, nice. 14 songs. And then that 15th last track, which is a poem. It's just such a beautiful way of closing it too. I really feel like it takes us on a journey. Was it, now that you mentioned that, was it kind of hard to put them together, you know, the songs that you had created before the pandemic and the songs that you, you created during the pandemic? And did you feel like there was a big difference between them? Um, no, I didn't actually, you know. Um, I, you know, I was in, uh, like I said, you know, I was, before this breakup happened, I was beside myself about it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I knew I was... Um, careening toward it you know um i i didn't want to be you know i just had to you know and i was already writing about i mean you know when i listen to um the one that you love now i'm like that is exactly how i felt you know um and still feel you know i had you know i just was so like um i had a lot on my plate like and and you know we hadn't like really had a lot of time together since the first year we were together you know and then all of a sudden my my life kind of changed so much and I was gone so much. And, but, um, so I was like really going through that, you know, and, um, you know, that was a deep love. I mean, I still love Lauren, of course, yeah, you know, of course. but, um, it wasn't, you know, so, so I was already kind of in this interesting place. that's very, um, reflective, um, I don't know, place of, of like, kind of like trying to figure out where the hell I was. And then, 
and then in you know and then in this whole uh what happened you know in the in the world kind of was just like oh wow i i i think i already was going through my own like world crisis inside so and then when and then i so i feel like it's almost like they work together really well and i and i was trying to also you know i i often write like when i'm i'm sad like i try to cheer myself up you know um like the single that's out now conversation um that was uh you know hoping trying that was the last song i think i wrote right before i was going on tour that i wanted you know that i wrote uh for lauren that kind of um was um you know wishing it could all come down and just um communicating well which um i wasn't so good at with with her you know um but yeah that's one of the beauties of what we admire of you and your work there's always this kind of constant evolution and your growth as an artist as a singer as a ukulele player you know everything <laughs> that that is lp but you know the album churches is is a little bit of a slightly different direction you know obviously love and relationships hurt pain all comes through because you're very open with your lyrics but how would you say this uh, album kind of differs in your evolution from your previous works um i don't know for me uh for one thing i mean i think my um my poetry went up a, a notch for me you know like i i felt very connected um lyrically to this um record and um and the lyrics came very fast and and i i don't know i think um i think each record i feel like i keep getting a little bit better at uh getting to the point you know and I feel like maybe this record is another in that evolution. Or I try, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, from someone from the outside, they're like, yeah, you suck. You used to be good and now you're not. You know, but so who knows, you know, but but for me, I feel like I, I don't know, I think I got uh, a little deeper on this one. And also I'm, um, I'm really uh, kind of, um, I feel like I've, I've been blurring the, the genre line for a while. And, and, um, and this, uh, and this this one is the most. I mean, there's so much mm -hmm. shit on here. You know, yeah. it looks like every like you know, it's so all over the place, but in a good way. I mean, I think uh, you know, I kind of went, I went like songwriter for myself. You know, and everybody, all my collaborators are all like, you know, everybody writes songs for other people as well. So um, I didn't really, you know, I, I never gave a shit about genre. I mean, that's one of the one of the things why I was. Um, I had a hard time kind of breaking through, I think, because I was very, um, at first, you know, really find, um, they, like a lot of people, like A&R guys, you know, in all their wizardry, you know, whatever <laughs> the fuck they do, um, they couldn't figure out um, um, where I was going, you know, and because I was kind of all over the place, because I, I liked to do everything, I could do everything a bit. So it was just one of those, one of those things, you know, I, I um, and then when I had, you know, some some breakthroughs I, I as i've been going each record i, I feel like I, i'm afforded the ability to um to do anything i want like because my my fans are used to it they like it i think um yeah i like i like doing whatever i want my and it thing. works <laughs> good thanks i mean i i feel like from the six albums that you've put out this is definitely your best work so far Oh, it's thanks, just man. it's it's I really know. beautiful like i you know i love the singles that you had dropped mm -hmm. but listening to the entire project yeah it just it flowed so beautifully thanks um you show yourself in such like a vulnerable you way was it 
therapeutic to write this album in a way? Um, I guess, yeah. I, you know, I, it's like one of those things you don't really notice it, you know, as you're going, you know. I mean, these things just pop out, you know, uh, as I'm as I'm going, you know. And sometimes I don't even know, you know, and there's songs that aren't even on this record that I wrote, like, during the pandemic um, that, you know, maybe, on, maybe will be on the... Um, the next one or the deluxe or something like that, you know, um, I, I think that, um, you know, some of these singles, like uh, people are always like, how, how do you pick a single? Like, why is this a single? And that isn't, you know, um, the answer is one, I have no fucking idea because I don't like, I just don't do it. I let people do it. You know, like I, I like we have all these partners all over the world and, and people kind of pick what they think is going to work with their country or whatever. And, um, but also, um, some of these, um, singles were released just because that's what was done. You know, Mike, uh, Mike Del Rio is, uh, you know, he's very, uh, meticulous, you know, and, um, it's On done the when slower it's done. Side of, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I, my, you know, my managers, you know, my managers who are his managers as well. Like we, we have the same manager. That's why we started working together. Uh, I think sometimes singles just like find their way, like, like babies to the world, you know, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> You're my parents. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I I think, um, I think I felt like almost every, every song on this record could be a single at some point. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like when, when How Low Can You Go first came out, you know, immediately gravitated to it. And, you know, for a couple of different reasons. One, it was like kind of the only thing that was out from the record at that point. But then, you know, it was kind of a sign of of what's to come, which was kind of cool because already you can see the different direction. But you never know yeah. what's going to be Like between single. the one that you love and then How Low Can It Go. It's like such a difference, you know. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, we didn't like – and it depends, man. You know, the business is such a weird thing, like and how – you know, the way things are thinking, like we didn't put a big um, push behind how low can it go. I don't know why there's like a strategic nature of everything. And I just don't question it anymore, you know, because. Smart just, girl. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, you could bang your head against the wall, you know, with like, you know, like I remember Lauren asking me one time, like, you know, why is this not a single? I don't understand. You know, like if I had that song, I would, you know, I would definitely release that as a single. You know, and I said, I really don't know. Yeah, you see the reactions at like some of the shows, like, you know, after our last conversation, I was fortunate enough to be at the show that you did as a drive-in over in Orange County. And you can see the people getting out of their cars and just dancing to pretty much every song, singing along to every song. Then I see that show that you did uh, that you streamed for all your fans. I think you were in the UK and you had people freaking crowd surfing. (laughs) It was like freaking (laughs) amazing, you know? Uh, People being, that was Talia, who, uh, (laughs) if you guys know Talia, she's my assistant and my friend. And, um, and yeah, and I, I, you know, in my, in my, um, ears in my in ears I just hear I hear um, Talia go can Talia crowd surf and I was like <laughs> I don't, what, are, what are you saying and I was like you know and um, and you know it was just very very funny but yeah but you know people were were wiling out at that show it was, it was super it. fun <laughs> you know you've traveled all over the world on tour you've been to Russia Italy all over Latin America and the list is super long. And I do feel like in this album, some of those sounds from some of those countries bled in a little. Yeah. Is that happening so. more and more? Uh, for sure. You know, I mean, um, I feel like, you know, one last time when we were writing it, you know, we were just like kind of 
we were like laughing kind of because we had just come off this European tour and we like, are we like, like I, I couldn't tell because uh, I, I certainly wasn't making fun of anything, you know what I mean? But I felt like, like, this is like, this doesn't sound like an American song right here, you know? So like, I don't it know what, It definitely has like, what the, when you said that, that you guys started it in Greece or finished it in Greece or something, yeah, worked on it in Greece. Started I'm like, it. Yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah. It has that like European Mediterranean flair to it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And you're also obviously trying to get more fluent in Spanish. And <laughs> yeah. And in goodbye. Yeah, tell me after that. She's like, uh, <laughs> she's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you're fluent in Spanish. Right? Long yeah, way like, to I, go, babe. I, I say like one thing in Spanish. It's okay. Well, it's a well Philly's helping me with my Spanish as well. So fear not. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, not there alone you there. If you need more help, you have extra help. That's then. cool. Yeah, nice. But, um, do you feel like your voice sounds different in different languages? Oh, I don't know. I mean, did you hear me do that Eddie's 2 song? Eddie's 2. That song. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Carla Morrison, Carla Morrison, CCC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had yeah. said that to Julieta and, and uh, she loved it. And then um, I sent it to her for um, uh, our, our little. Well, whatever I'll talk I'll tell you later <laughs> <laughs> but did, 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 was it different listening to yourself like in another language um, yeah you know it's funny because I was um, I was uh, noticing that like God it's so hard you know um, languages are so hard to learn because like when someone's you know when someone's speaking them like I, you know I speak so fast and, and uh, tack so many things on I don't even know I'm doing it like when I tack little things on to the next thing and I really noticed that in Spanish, like, you know, when she was singing, like she kept like joining like these words together as if they were one word, but it was just, um, and I was like, man, this is tough. <laughs> and, uh, I hadn't really, I hadn't tried to learn a song in, in Spanish before. And, um, yeah. And it took me like, I was, I was just making a voice memo for Julieta and then she turned it into like an epic movie of us. But, um, but I was, it was like, um, it took me like six hours, like from like trying to learn it to getting a good recording of it, like or, or something where I didn't sound terrible. Good for you for challenging yourself, like you, like yeah, if you man. didn't do enough of that already. Yeah, <laughs> taking it to the but, next uh, level. I'm trying to do Carla's working on her record, but uh, I'm gonna mm -hmm. hopefully do something with Carla Morrison, write a song together, um, maybe do a duet together or something like that. Oh fun. my god, that would be that beautiful. Would be beautiful. Yeah, especially now that she's living in in LA as well. I know, I know. Yeah. We 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 texted and talked about it. So. so talking about challenges, you know, I was looking at the credits um, of all the songs on churches, and I noticed that you have no production credit. Um, is that something that you respect too much, or fear, or just you're like, I will, I will write, I will sing, I will leave that to someone else. I don't know. I don't try to uh, insert myself in things like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely, this was cool. because I got to like be there for a lot of it, but, um, but Mike, you know, he's got like, you know, even not, especially on this record, he, he like, um, you know, he just like extended his like sonic palette, you know, to like, to just like, you know, bring so many more sounds to the record. And, um, you know, and that's his thing. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, my, like, my manager will be there like one day and I'll be like, I don't like this or like that, you know, and he'll be like, Oh, you're producing. I'm like, yeah, but not really, not like that. You know, um, I don't really, um, there's so my songs that I'm like, I know what I do. So I'm, I'm just good with like giving that, you know, 
giving that the uh to everybody else and and you know i feel like it's like part of my like no micromanaging shit like i don't do that with management i don't do that with production and i don't do that with um you know my my crew like my um the guys that put we put the show together it's just there's a difference between uh participating and getting in the way i think you know and there's a there's a lot of strength in that and power you know like let everybody do their thing and shine on their own yeah and it makes us better i already know how um <laughs> irreplaceable my part of it is i don't have to like throw that around any more than it's already there so i just like and you know to be honest with you it's like you know mike and i and every other fucking song that we do um we're, we're all like a band you know um this is our third record so it's like we really know each other and we allow each other um the latitude to do the things we do the best together and uh and i think that's why uh you know uh things just keep sounding and getting better and, and, I, and i like that i like being i like to be part of a pack it's it's nice And you're so confident not only in what you do, but only in the way, also in the way that you carry yourself. You know, there's a strong sense of identity that also comes through your music, obviously. Where does that confidence and like inner trust come from? And do you ever question it? I don't know, you know, um, I, I've always been like kind of confident like that. I mean, you know, I have like, I, I'm, you know, insecure and like like everybody about things or whatever but um i don't know you know i think um i just like i'm just very um uh kind of i just really believe that i um i i deserve my own like you know to be here uh, my and not here i don't mean mean my career or anything i mean like in life you know like and um And I uh, enjoy, um, I don't know, I, I enjoy owning shit, you know what I mean? I don't like, I'm a like flawed person and I don't really, you know, I, I never claim not to be, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not running for person of the year or anything like that, you know, but I'm just like, I, I, I just like, I, I'm confident in what I do well and, and, and that I'm, you know, um, always working toward, um, doing better, but, uh. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure where the confidence comes from. Maybe like, I had a very uh, tough father, and I felt very protected as a kid. Even though not not from him, I didn't I didn't feel safe with him sometimes. But out in the world, I knew like you know I'd be like, "Hey, fuck you!" Right. <laughs> like from behind my father, like "fuck off," you know, and he'd be like, "I'm fucking kill you," <laughs> you know. So so maybe I just feel like safe in the world for some reason, but I don't know. I don't know what it is, you know. Well, you've always been a straight shooter. I mean, that's one thing that we can hear in your lyrics when you speak. You know, you're very, you call it as you see it, which is admirable, at least. And and there's, you know, you've been through a lot, you know. You you mentioned relationships. You mentioned family with your father. But also, like, on the business side of things, you know, the trials and tribulations of the labels, the majors, the independents being, you know, get a deal, then you lose a deal, get a deal, lose a deal, several times over. But you you've just you you always come through you know and you just keep pushing on is is there any bit of advice that you can maybe give you know that kind of uh singer songwriter musician that is probably going to be going through some of these same things you know is there anything that you can tell them so that they don't give up their dream because you know like you said you you've been through a lot yeah i mean the biggest thing i can say um 
is uh, the work, the work, the work, you know, it's like, like, you know, people be like, what, how, what do you, you know, I know we're talking about like how to get through like these hard times when, when you get rejected, uh, perpetually keeping up with writing songs, you know, and not, um, and not stopping. Cause you know, like I've said this before, but like the one thing they, they can't do is they can't come to your fucking house and rip the guitar out of your hands, you know, <laughs> like that's just not, you know, not yet. Like they can't, you know. And, uh, you know, I think that like, that's, that's the biggest thing is just like, you know, continuing to work and continuing to create. It's like, um, you know, we've all heard of like, you know, painters that don't get discovered until they're dead, you know? And then there's like, you know, um, it, just hundreds and hundreds of paintings, you know, thousands and whatever. And, um, I think it's the same with, um, songs as well. You know, like you don't like, Again, if you even if you write a hit song, all anybody wants is another hit song. It's not like there's any rest for the wicked, you know. And you have to realize how subjective it is. I mean, yeah. I think everybody probably in this podcast knows um, my story about uh, you know playing Lost on You for Warner Brothers. You know, after being there for three years, and I owed them 1.6 million dollars. Wasn't like you know. And they don't care. Like, that's nothing to them. But like when they drop me, I don't owe that anymore. So I was like, so thank God, you know, because right. um, you just like you lose that debt once they drop you. But, um, you know, but they had me like I was into them for that much money and they dropped me um, after I played them, you know, like I played them Lost on You, Strange and Muddy Waters, you know, and um, and they were like, later, you know, Um well, you know, this one schmuck was, but like he, he did me a huge favor, so I shouldn't call him a schmuck. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, um, so it, when I tell that story, I just hope that like people can register the fact that, uh, who, who knows these things, you know, and like, and, and you can't, um, you can't judge your, um, your creations by like someone that just doesn't get you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like dating, like, you know, like, like this guy didn't want to fuck me. Hey, guess what? I wouldn't fuck him with, with your, with your dick, Raul. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Is everybody up? Everybody awake? <laughs> Sorry. Oh God. Some people are like I just I can't. I can't. I gotta. I'm signing off. Click. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't anyway, think anybody would do. Yeah. That. I don't give a shit. But um, I love you. Take care. But um, but yeah. Hi, you guys. So, What's up, the Annas over there? <laughs> do you think that it's like a combination of? luck and talent oh it's definitely luck you know there's a lot of luck i mean yeah you know uh talent uh you know i i guess sure you know um but sometimes yeah, i mean you know <laughs> writing yeah writing songs um for other people and and just meeting so many talented people i mean dude i mean can, you know can you imagine like the amount of talented people out there and then you know and then and then you add like you know these people that come in and they're like the most beautiful person you've ever seen in the world and they can sing and do all these. I mean, you're like, Oh God, <laughs> bye. You know, it's like, and then, and then, you know, you work with them and like, and you think this person has it all, you know, they're definitely going. And then, you know, I write a song with them and I've never heard of them again. And I wow. have, I mean, it's like, you know, in the two years that I was like doing this solely for other people, I must've been like at least a couple hundred people that I worked with that like that. I mean, I, I think I know like, maybe two kids that like like you know went and it gave me you know, it gave me hope too you know even though i didn't know i was going to be in ours again until the towards the end 
But it's funny because I remember the first time that I ever saw you live, which was at a school night at the Avalon in Hollywood. This oh, was yeah. like probably a decade ago. And me yeah. being like, who the fuck is that? And why isn't she like winning Grammys and like in all the freaking billboards, you know? So, yeah. and I'm not in a studio with talented people every day like you were and are. So I can imagine yeah. how that can be inspiring sometimes and also very frustrating other times. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, um, you know, as as happy as I was to be songwriting and to at least be like doing music uh, to make a living in those days, you know, I think about uh, if I had um, been still doing that and still, you know, busting my ass, you know, to um, um, write songs for other people and, and you know, because you can burn out like hard, you know, um, you know, like uh, Nate Campany is like a genius at um just staying so he's amazing you know um he's also like um you know one of those irreplaceable cats in a room you know like he might not like barely put in any anything but like one like very 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 interesting chord change that makes the song suddenly like massive like sounding and, and changes the whole the whole thing you know um and he's i don't know he's and he's so um versatile you know and everything so Um, and, and, you know, he's just, he knows how to stay up and, and with it and, uh, engaged and everything. And, and, um, it's really cool to see him, uh, work like that with other people. I've worked with him, um, with other artists, you know, uh, for the other artists I've worked with him, um, on tracks that we get from like, you know, like, uh, he and I, uh, wrote fighter together from this track that I got from Immenbeck. And, um, he's like, my biggest cheerleader, like, you know, like he doesn't really like, he doesn't interfere with my, my, you know, lyrically and all that stuff. He like, you know, give me a, a little something there, but he just lets me roll with it. And, and all he, like he'll give me for, you know, for my kind of shit is mostly like a smile when it's fucking dope. And like, and that just, and that just changes everything, you know? And I, um, I like sharing like, um, the experience of like these, like, it's like my life, you know, it's like, even like with my, with when we're on tour, like I, I love being on a tour and I love hanging out with everybody, the crew, the band, you know, it's not like, it's, it's not like this elitist bullshit. You know, I really, really like being, um, part of a, a family like that. We, we love to see like, you know, people that can collaborate, work well together and obviously producers, bandmates, you know, and everybody behind the scenes on a tour and on a show, but even people like Chris Doritas, who you, you guys mentioned, you know, Bardo and School yeah. Night and those curators that are willing to take a chance and hear something new, something yeah. different, something fresh, something up and coming and really kind of take a chance. So we, we, we love those people that, that are really opening doors for artists such as yeah. yourself and all these others that are coming down the line. So LP, our, our time is fleeing together. We can sit and talk with you for <laughs> hours and hours and hours, but we got a room full of people from all over the world that, that want to ask you some questions. And we're going to get oh. to that in a little bit, but we, when we do these Jack Daniels presents Billy Rolla La Musica, we do this uh, section and segment of the episode where we ask the seven questions. Now, these are rapid fire, the seven questions of Jack Daniels. And, you know, don't overthink these right off the bat. First thing that comes to your mind, and it's going to be seven questions. So the first one is your pre-show ritual. Um, well, I, I, I try to do yoga. I mean, I always do yoga. It depends on where, you know, like I try to um, do it. I like to do it before the between soundcheck and the show, you know, so it's before the show, but, um, or before the soundcheck. 
and um and always uh you know i gotta do my vocal warm-ups you know that's the biggest thing like i can't hit the stage without um doing scales screwed but if i don't what was your first album that you either bought or were gifted or stole or whatever well, I bought like I, I wanted to be cool, like and buy something, you know, super rock and roll. When I when um I bought a, a Led Zeppelin four album. <laughs> yeah, that that's some cool factor right there. Way better than John Cicada, which I think was my first. <laughs> <laughs> it it was definitely like um you know it's like uh, going to California is like one of my favorite songs in the world. Um, I know. I mean, I had no. And look where idea. you ended up at. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't, I never thought, I didn't even know it was possible to move to California. Like I had no idea. Like it wasn't even anything. Like I was like, you you can do that? Like you just move to California, you know? Like <laughs> You thought you were a New Yorker forever. Yeah, it. like I, I lived in London for about a year and um and I, and I like doing shit like that. But like, I don't, I like that was more like I'm visiting and I'm like, you know, I'm just like, I know I'm like um gonna go back to the states at that point i did you know um but then yeah but then moving to california altogether was just like a trip well we love that you're an angelino yeah man me too (laughs) the the next question is um uh, somebody that could that either either dead or alive um but your musical crush and it could be for how they look or how they sing how they play but who would be your musical crush musical crush Oh man, you know you're gonna. It's like no homo, but uh, I. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a dude, you know. It's like it's like well, it is a dude. It's a many dudes, you know. Um, I just like that androgynous stuff, you know. Like David Bowie, I think is just like the, you know, um, as far as like just being like, yo, that guy, um, like, cause he's like, I love his um brand of androgyny, you know. Um, I think uh so interesting and he has such a um you see him in interviews and he was so real so so deeply real and just you know and and i thought it was cool because he's like you know this super glamorous cat you know like really really just um you know uh wildly um glam and all that stuff you know and then and then he just like you know just be like this calm uh insanely like well-spoken well um thought out human you know and i I really um yeah i think he's just uh he's kind of like the the coolest guy i mean he's not like i don't know if he's musically as much of an influence on me as other people you know like like someone like freddie mercury i think uh he's just like he's got all the other things that like uh, i admire so who um would you have a drink with (laughs) oh my god Again, dead or, uh, dead or alive. Dead or pick alive. Their, Be- pick because, their brain and just yeah. have that conversation. Uh, wow. It could be a bunch of people. So many people. I mean, I mean, having a drink with John Lennon would be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Elvis didn't drink, but um, uh, you know, I would like um, I don't know, pop some random. You could have done other things with I, Elvis. I don't really. I don't. Do, yeah, I don't do pills, but like, I would do one with Elvis. You know, just yeah. just for fun. Um, and, um, I would, um, uh, I could just imagine that room, John Lennon, Elvis Presley and and LP sitting Um, in a room. Yeah. Freddie Mercury, (laughs) you know, Freddie Mercury would make me want to smoke though, you know, because I was just like, you know, he's just like, I love when you see like every concert, you just see like, you know, he's got cigarettes up there. He's got like four or five different beers up there, you know, on his piano. 
Um, you don't smoke though, right? I don't. I don't. Sometimes I do, just for fun. Like you know, I'm just like, give me, give me that. I want to do. I want to. I want to do a video where I just smoke through the whole fucking thing, like Sinatra or something like that, or it's just on a sound stage. Smoky. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird to me though to see like super super talented because I don't really smoke, but you know, you have those nights where. Yeah, you don't even well, know what you're to... doing. So suddenly yeah. you have a cigarette in your hand, exactly. and the next day I wake up and I don't have a, like my voice gone completely. Oh, really? gone. Nah, it doesn't and sound I'm like, really how good. do you guys well, do it? I, well, I you know, like I, I would see, I used to see pink smoking all the time, and I'd be like, oh shit, really? Damn. Um, and uh, I was wondering the other day if uh, Maria Callas ever smoked because she was from that period and she was so glamorous and hung out with all that. Like, could you imagine, like? Like her fucking, you know, just singing that crazy, like coloratura shit and fucking. Smoking. And no filters back then either. No filters. Well, that's when you get the best head rush, man. You know, that's that's <laughs> the, that's the way. Um, Being a radio DJ, anyway. that's how you get the voice too, as well. Oh just yeah, smoke. Well, some people packs. like yeah. Um, somebody who was telling me he interviewed Joe Cocker once, and uh, someone on an interview with me recently, uh, like the last couple of days, said that um, he said, "How do you keep that? Like, how do you get scratchy like that?" And he said, two packs a day, man. There you go. There you I was go. like, oh my God. It's, I, I can't imagine that kind of thing. You know, like I would never, I, I like that, you know, like I said, once in a while, it's like you get a hit off somebody's cigarette and you just feel like, it's almost better. I used to smoke a cigar or two a year, you know, and um, I feel like I'd rather actually just like smoke a cigarette like once a year than fucking do that. Well, the next question is a, a backstage anecdote, a backstage story that, you know, it might have happened to you. Maybe you were at, a sh at somebody else's show and something happened where you met somebody and they, you know, whatever. But a very uh, cool backstage story. Uh, one, one that's just interesting. I just was like, I was doing this um, benefit for like UNICEF or something like that. And I um, it was like in the Into the Wild days. And I just remember uh, <laughs> I, I finished um, playing and uh, I think it got a standing ovation or something like that. And it was really cool. And um. And then I just turned to like the left of the stage to go backstage, and um, <laughs> and Sean Penn is just standing there alone. He was one of the uh, announcers, and he was just like, <laughs> and it was just like, and I just like kind of walked off stage and like gave him a hug or whatever. And I was just like, that was really trippy, you know. Sean Penn. I don't know. I, I you know I didn't know many, that that many people. Yeah, fucking Spicoli's over there, you know, clapping. And I was like, wow. Um, it was, it was funny and and Lionel Richie was at that show too and I remember I was like standing in a circle with a bunch of uh, with everybody like with the trumpet and all these people and and Lionel Richie like like leaned back like we were like one person away and he leaned back and he goes that was great you know like and I was like oh my god fucking Lionel <laughs> Richie yeah the nod like, from Lionel Richie yeah <laughs> and then uh yeah and he was so good when he went on stage like when he played I mean he's so funny man he's so He's so cool. And so uh, he was just like, you know, just playing this long intro, this beautiful piano shit. And then he's like, say you, say me, stand for way. You know, like just so chill. I was like, wow, this guy. So that, that was one of my favorites. And that was a while ago. I mean, I have, I've had so many, so many beautiful uh, things happen. But like, but I just remember that was early on when I was like, wow, this is weird, you know. Very cool. All right. So what, I mean, you've done so many great things throughout your life. You've really had an amazing life and I do feel like you, you live it to the fullest, but what have you not done yet that you want to do and you want to make it count? Gosh, I mean, I don't know. Like I think, um, 
it's it's hard to say. I feel like I've exceeded I've well, I've well exceeded my um expectations already, but uh I, think I have a um, good suggestion here by little yeah, M Shugs. What do you got? Rebecca. She little says M Shugs. <laughs> rock opera. I mean your oh, mom yeah. used to like sing mm. opera, right? Yeah, like, I mean, that I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to write um a musical, to be honest. Um and um and yeah. Um, so I don't know, like maybe something like that. I love, I love like theater. I love, I love musicals. Not every single one, you know, it has to be, but, um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know, um, like friends of mine or like, you know, would, would be like, you know, you should act, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I don't think I could act different. I, I can act like myself. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I think if I wrote, uh, a rock opera that I was like was behind, you know, like like kind of something that um just really resonated with me. I think I'd be um you know really into that. That that was a good suggestion. Thank you for bailing like me that out. One. That's a great one. That's yeah. a great one. We look forward to that rock <laughs> opera. All right. Yeah. So the the seventh question is not asked by Billy or myself. Um, we do these okay. monthly virtual events, and we ask the guest to leave the question number seven for the next guest. So Silvana Estrada was our previous guest and she left the question and I'm going to try to translate this. Hopefully I don't yeah. fuck this up. <laughs> Just so but, you guys know, Silvana Estrada is a beautiful singer songwriter from Mexico. She's amazing. She's yes. amazing. Definitely on the come up. Uh, so when was the last time that you let yourself be vulnerable with your colleagues or people at work? Um, Oh, I mean, you know, Michael, like Mike, Mike and uh, Nate the last time, I mean, you know, months ago, you know, I mean, I've told them like some shit, dude, you know, like I do all the time. I mean, I got to talk through these things that I'm like feeling, you know, there's some serious um, stuff on these records we've worked on and, and I'm, I'm always vulnerable with them. Like, I think I'm, you know, continuously vulnerable with them. And um, yeah, but <laughs> helps to have it. that trust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they. I mean, you know, uh, we all know all our all our deep deepest darkest, and and that's what's really cool. I mean, they're really, um, you know, we don't see each other every day or anything like that, but they're like, you know, my best friends in the world. Again, I can't praise this new album more, but you can tell that you're in a well, thanks. That you're in a good place. Thanks. You know, and it's easy for people to show on pictures like, "Hey, I'm in a good place. I'm happy." But yeah. I don't know if it's that easy to do it through aud like audio, through sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I definitely like, you know, I definitely um coached myself through you know, some things on this, you know, and then just always trying to, you know, make sure uh you know, it was interesting because like the song Rainbow, I, I definitely that was like uh I couldn't believe what that shit brought up <laughs> in my, in my psyche and the, and the, and the, you know, correlations that, uh, happened, um, as far as like what I was, um, the feelings I had for, um, just the, the depth of these, um, difficult feelings that, um, were between uh, myself and my ex and then, um, stuff that was like, um, triggering from like my, my father, you know, and like the, uh, you know, and I, I just was like really trying to understand it because I was like, wow, this, cause when, um, that song came about, like, uh, we just finished a song and, and Mike, um, had these chords that, um, he wanted to play for me. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and he just started playing the song and then, um, the whole melody 
all the different melodies for Rainbow kind of came flying out of me. And, uh, and then, and I don't know, it felt so, uh, so deep. I like it, it kind of like cut me back to like, like being a child and all the, all the fear that I was going through, like with, you know, uh, a father who's very, um, uh, violent and erratic in his behavior, um, due to alcohol and stuff like that. You know, I could barely like kind of, um, I don't even know if I got the lyric right, to be honest with you, ultimately, because uh, I feel like um, sometimes I felt I felt like the, the melody that I had, all the melodies that I had were so deep that I I wanted to match them um, with the lyric. And I don't know, I, I feel like I might have like just missed it. But I mean, I still I still love the song. I think I think it's amazing. But I think that, um, yeah, it kind of it kind of gave me a window into like um, how how deep you can go and uh and and it's interesting because it's another example of you never as an artist you never know what you're putting out there and you can be your worst critic because rocio at the beginning of the of you know we were doing the tech call you weren't on already uh, yet rocio asked me like what were your favorite songs and i said conversation angels and rainbow and then here we have genie saying rainbow is beautiful hits you harder And after you want to hug, want to hug you and say it's fine. The song made me cry. So, you know, it's definitely one of those songs that hits super hard. And like, yeah, as an artist, you might still be overthinking like, oh, you know, maybe I could have changed this or that. But it's out there and it's for a reason. And it's definitely talking to people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, you know, that's what it's for. So, I mean, we'll see, man. (laughs) I mean, I don't, not that we'll see. I mean, I'm already like, um so stoked um with all the reception of it you know and uh and again i'm just like i'm just trying to um keep uh you know i'm just gonna keep putting out and just yeah and just keep being yourself i mean that's what we love about you is that you're yourself all the time you know with who you are with what you put out there yeah with the record Yeah. And it, and it tells the story, you know, it tells the ups and the downs and yeah. the, you know, obviously every, everybody's falling in love and can't let you leave, you know, and things like goodbye, which is even a little bit of harshness to it, but, but you know, it, it's the truth yeah. and it comes out in the music. So <laughs> we appreciate that. So you get to leave a, a, a seventh question for our upcoming guest. Oh, really? It's like, what did you have for breakfast a week ago? No, um, let me see. No, he would give you a very detailed response to that. Uh, what was the most difficult part of your career, or the or the turning point, the do or die moment when you were like, "All right, I'll keep I'll keep doing this." <laughs> I I like that. Okay, so now is a time where all the that all the fans have been waiting for, and it's the moment where they get to ask some questions. We're only gonna pick two or three, um, and our team from Criteria, Camilo, will be in charge of um, letting people in to ask their questions. We do ask, however, that obviously if you're here. It's because you're a fan of LP, and she definitely, I'm sure, she appreciates all the love in that, but. If it can actually be a question, that'd be awesome. Instead of like, <laughs> I love you and I want to marry you. And like, we love all that. Just not the time or the place. So who, who would be the first question, Camilo? Who do we have? The first question is going to be for Carolina Sepulveda. Hey, what's up, Carolina? What's up? How are you doing? I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to die right now. 
Uh, cool. No, let's let's do this. Yeah. This is my question. When did you come come to Chile for the first time? Did you imagine that you would have to do two concerts? <laughs> um, in Chile, um, I think it was was uh, you know um, two concerts um, is super fun. In a row, um, as long as they're close together. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea. We did like seven o'clock and nine o'clock. It's nice. I mean, by the time the nine o'clock show happens, my voice is so warmed up that I'm just like going bananas. So it's super fun. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I love that. I mean, um, and, and you know, it always means that like, you know, it's like I, I only have one night, I guess, to stay in this place. It's like, I, I think the only other place I ever did that in was Israel. And um, I just, I didn't have enough time, I guess. Um, you know, I don't, I don't do my schedule, man. I don't, I don't, I mean, I cho I'll, I'll choose where I, where I go, where I'm just like, why am I not, why am I not there? You know, um, why am I not going to someplace, you know, but um, I definitely, uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't have the liberty to like um, choose where I do that, but I love it. I mean, two shows better than one. I mean, if I could do that all the time, it'd be great. Um, I don't know. I don't know how, how great that would be for my voice after like, you know, five nights in a row of that. But, but, you know, I mean, people do it on, uh, on Broadway. So. But they don't sing straight through. <laughs> Thanks, Carolina. Carolina. Thank you, Carolina. Yeah. Okay, our second question is going to be for Bricia Vélez. Yeah, hi. Oh, sorry. Hi, Obi. Bricia, what's up? What's up? How are you? Hi. How are you? Fine, thank good. you. Good. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. So, uh, my question is, now with this new album, Uh, in what genre of music do you consider yourself? Uh, it can be an existing one or an invented one, if you want. But because you, <laughs> yeah, you because you handle different types of voice, and that is what makes you yeah. look authentic and our and super original for me and for us. So, have you well, the uh, any genre of music or not? You want me to invent a genre right right here and now? That's a tall order. Man, I was like, and so I have now created a word. Watch um, who's going to come after you, though. I don't know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the, the multi-genre. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't have a, um, you know, I hate saying I don't have a genre. I, I think, you know, I mean, uh, to quote a review that I think I saw somewhere, it's like, it's like, you know, folk and rock and, um, I wouldn't, I would never say opera because like, I mean, I like, to, you know, I do a few notes that are like operatic, but I don't like, it's not, it's not, an, it's, it's definitely rock opera. I think, you know what, I, I'm going to say that I'm like, my, my whole thing is like a fucking rock opera. My, like, I mean, from, from the way I sing, you know, my set to like, um, the way I live my life. I mean, you know, um, you guys know too much shit about me to be honest. I mean, you know, I'm just like, kind of like. I'm like, you know, I mean, like sometimes I'll read a DM. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Like, what? Like, you know, like, I mean, what, like, what, what are you like? Like, what am I being judged on right now? Um, it's awesome. It's adorable. But, um, but yeah, I think I, I think, uh, you know, um, I think, uh, I specialize in, um, <laughs> I, I, you know what I could call it? Uh, Vulnerock, vulnerable rock. Yeah, I <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> not to be confused with vulva rock, which <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's something way different. 
that's something way, way, way different. Um, yeah, rock, but anyway, that, rock that opera seems like bone the rock. That can work for sure. <laughs> it's like that, it's that like could be the title of your rock though. opera. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. Yeah, like let's not get ahead of ourselves, but but yes. <laughs> All right. I think. <laughs> thank, thank you, Rishia. Thank you so much. That was a good question. I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Another question. We have a last question for Donna Ek. What's up, Donna? Hi. Hi, Alfie. How you doing? Can I say one thing? Like while you're in front of everybody, uh, Donna, uh, I'm glad you got a question here because she did something so cool and like really, really helped. I don't know what happened with some of the fan clubs. They like, got shut down, and um, I don't know. Like some, some there was like some weird thing happening, and uh, Donna really sprung into action and really tried to help reactivate everybody's site. So thank you, Donna. That's Very so cool. nice of you. Yeah, and um, you, yeah, it's just like really that's how great my fans are. You know they. Um, they would uh, do something like that, you know, just to uh, help me out, help everybody out, you know, who's, um, you know, trying to um, kind of make a community around um, this stuff. And I appreciate it. Thanks. You, you do have the best fans, really. Of I really do. I've ever known. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. and, Getting a lot um, of love in the chat room as well, Donna. Yes. So thank love you. in the chat room. <laughs> uh, so my question, um, one of the last things that I had said to you as I was leaving the meet and greet in L.A., was your career is about to fucking explode. And you <laughs> laughed and uh, you said, well, I'm just going to keep making music. So my question is, at this point in your career, with the really tremendous amount of growth that you've had, do you feel like you're at the point where you can say, I've arrived? And if not, what would you <laughs> have happen in order to feel and say, I've arrived? Oh, gosh. I mean... All that, like that kind of like, um, that thought, thank you. That's so nice of you. And what, what year was that, that you said this to me? Uh, 2019, it was heart to mouth and it was oh, at right the Will Turn in LA. It was your <laughs> US, um, US show. Yeah. Oh, right on. Well, you know, I mean, we kind of got put on pause, you know, like a bit with that, but I don't know. I, I, I do feel like I, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I exceeded my expectations. You know, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, funny when, um, you know, I'll have someone say like, you know, I hope that, um, you know, you're able to reach, uh, the level that you are outside the U S in the U S and, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and this comes off as like, like a, a brag, but I'm not saying that, but I, I'm like so far past what I even thought possible in the States, you know? And like, like, you know, when someone says that to me, I'm like, do they even know what is going on in the States for me? Like, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, like, what's cooler than playing the Greek, you know, and in, in LA or like, you know, doing two nights in New York city, like one in Brooklyn, one in New York city. I feel very blessed. And so like, you know, I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Like not the last tour, but the tour before that, I remember being a little nervous for the, uh, the U S tour because things had gone so, so uh, big in, in Europe. And I was, um, I was like, I don't know. I was nervous that like, it was like a, like a smaller thing in the U S and I, and then I remember, and that was before things really kicked off in 2019 for me, but in the States, but, um, I remember doing that tour and once I was in it, I was like, this is amazing. I, mean, I have like the best, you know, I mean, um, I, like for me, um, I'm like killing it there, you know? And I, you know, um, I, I've definitely like to answer your question, I feel like I've definitely arrived and then some for me, you know, I mean, I like even, um, you know, the sweet spot, like I, I've kind of gotten past this now, but like you know, the, the, um, like the 2,500 
to 3000 seat places that, um, um, I love playing. Like, you know, sometimes I, I like, there's many places where I don't, you know, I play a lot of bigger places. And it's like, I feel like when I have what, when it's like that, you know, 3000 people is just so intimate and great for me. Like I, I can see everybody and like, I feel so like, you know, so, I mean, I love that, you know, and, and, and I can handle, you know, whatever other, you know, bigger stuff, but I, but I love all the levels I'm at everywhere. And, um, I mean, and whatever happens, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm just saying I love, um, you know, even like, you know, with the pandemic, I didn't, I, I can't believe the shows that have been going on, um, in the new, like, you know, since we, I just started like a month or two ago. Um, but I really pictured like going back to like, you know, 2003 you know like when there's like there's gonna be like 50 people like a thousand yards apart like at like someplace like kind of like i mean like i mean if anyone can do it i can do it i've done it you know so um but yeah i, I you know i still like i still can't believe i get to do it and um and i um i appreciate you saying that and and i'm just so like thank you guys so much for um everything you know and for being even here tonight i mean you know you could be doing anything i don't know why you fucking hear hi Tanya, what's up? <laughs> Thank you to everyone because we have people yeah. here from all over the world. So it's like 3 a.m. for some people, 4 a.m. Yeah. for some people. Yeah. You know, I, I got a direct message from someone like crying like can you i'm in romania can you please change the time because it's too it's too like early in the morning for us and i'm like let, I'm sorry, let me guess can't. let me guess who that is raluca or is that her <laughs> i don't remember her name She's probably like i have children i can't do it I'm like, oh, I, I know that yeah, woman but She's but funny. it's it's you know it's yeah. incredible you have that impact on people so i mean it, it's 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 insane it's so so awesome and um i can't wait to see you guys i hope i hope everybody here is going to be at um at a show somewhere and uh and i just really i really appreciate you guys hi becky what's up what's up hi amara what's up and jessica Ginny, and fucking eunice jamie Vanessa, uh cinta what's up um cecile <laughs> LP, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Mom. we really appreciate everything you do and you've done and you continue to do. The new record is absolutely gorgeous and definitely takes us on that thank trip. You and Thank and you so much, you guys. All the fans that are here with you and just, I see some people dancing. I see some people singing along and some people crying. You know, it's, it's <laughs> you evoke emotion, which is beautiful. <laughs> Some people oh, like Melvin it was was he had his ukulele with him and he was playing oh. along. What's up, Melvin? <laughs> I want to remind everybody that um, you know artists like LP. She's an independent artist, super successful, but she couldn't do this without the support of you guys, which includes spreading and sharing her music, buying her music, buying the merch, and of course seeing her live whenever she's in your town. So please support. LP, we love you. You're love freaking fucking amazing. <laughs> and it's such a privilege to be able to, like, these are the interviews that we look forward to as journalists. Uh, so thank, thank you for. You. Pili and Raul, man. Thank you guys. Like, you guys, like, it's what a cool, what a cool thing you do. And, and you bring so much, um, you know, just, just it's such love and, like, no judgment. And just so, like, I don't know. It's just always, I always like, like, talking to you. And I always feel very welcome. And I'm really appreciative. Thank you. It means a lot to me. You have no idea how well, that Well, thank you. To us. The door is always open for you, and we just wish <laughs> you continued you. success. 
Thank you very much. And I'll see you again. Like, I'll always be talking to you guys for the rest of my life. In person, hopefully. <laughs> in person soon. In person soon. Yeah. And thank you guys. I love you all. I love you all. I don't know if, like, if I'm not on their page, can they still all see me? Because I can't see all that. I'm going to say hi. Oh, hi. And give me, like, <laughs> Yana. What's up, Emily? Aria. Um, uh, let's see. What else? We got Julia. We got um, Claudia. What's up, buddy? Gianni. Ginny. Again, Linda Hoffman, Randy, Randy Munoz, Alredo, <laughs> Sandra, <laughs> Christina, Andre, what's up, kid? El Balionde, I don't know. Anyway, but um, thank it, you very much. It, love I love it, you guys. Love thank you. Um, thank you. I'll see you soon. I'll see you out there. And um, I, ca I can't wait. That was so magical. I just love how real LP is. What a privilege, Raul, to have LP once again. And also have all of her fans tune in from all over the world. It was a beautiful, beautiful event. Super unique. I love, I love the fact that we're able to bring this experience, Raul. Such a unique experience to people from all over the world. It's really, really magical. Sure is because... It's that connection that music brings, and I think we mentioned this in the interview with her, how her music just evokes emotion, and you can see the people just smiling, clapping, laughing. Some people were crying during her performance. You had a couple people with their own ukulele to play along. It was yeah. really pretty and fun to see that. And yeah, that's it's the connection that we're able to bring with the audience and just music lovers, as you say. For sure. And again, thank you so much to our family over at Jack Daniels for providing this space for musicians to tell their story and for us to connect with musicians and with fans. Yeah, and of course, got to thank Nelson over at Sure, our engineer Camilo for his magia. We are Pili Raul en la Musica. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pili Raul en la Musica. And... We'll see you guys on our next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.